today, President Biden defends all of his executive orders and his climate czar is busted in a resurfaced clip traveling by private jet. We've got a lot to get into today and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Glenn Beck himself, Hi. the one and only. How are you? Hello. Hello. Nice Hello. Hello. Nice to see you. Hello. <laughs> oh, God, we're in for a, a treat today. Also, uh, Jason Buttrell, chief researcher hey. for the big man. What was that? <laughs> that's, that's all I had. Well, yeah. Following that up. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> we're here to give you the headlines of the day. Uh, Wow, you're in for a real treat because apparently we're all in a mood today. Uh, all right, so Joe Biden made it a point today to defend the like high, extremely high number of executive orders that he has already signed. Uh, he said, I'm, I'm not making new law, please. We called it law whenever President Trump was signing them, but now I'm just eliminating the bad policies. Here's Joe Biden. I want to make it clear. There's a lot of talk with good reason about the number of executive orders that I've signed. I'm not making new law. I'm eliminating bad policy. Um, That's I'm not true. taking <laughs> on the issues that 99% of them, that the president, the last president of the United States, issued executive orders I thought were very counterproductive to our security, counterproductive to who we are as a country, particularly in, uh, in, uh, in the area of immigration. This is about uh, how America is safer, stronger, more prosperous when we have a fair, orderly, and uh, humane legal immigration system. So, Glenn, who knew that um, making the border less secure is actually safer for America? Well, it's more equitable. Oh, um, and by the way, the, none of that is true of what he just said, that he's only eliminating. He is doing all <clears throat> kinds of things, instructing the agencies to fundamentally transform. It is really important that people understand he corrected himself a few days ago when he said equality and then he corrected himself and said equity. He has in these in these federal uh, orders, these executive orders changed everything. We are not about equality anymore. We're about equity. And that is equal outcome not equal chance not creating laws is kind of the problem here i mean he's really saying the the, the problem with the entire system right. where every time a president comes into office he just doesn't go through congress just like writes right. these executive orders and bad policy some of that policy was actually trying to combat the problem that their little faux problem well it was a it was a it was a problem but the thing they just centered right on Donald Trump was with the kids in the cages that was separating that families. was Obama and Clinton yeah Clinton started it in yeah. Janet Reno it started yeah. with him it was on steroids under Obama yeah. but so now I mean I just read that he just opened up another child detention facility down here in Texas in South Texas uh where's all the outcry with the new york times just being an uproar i don't think so that is interesting because he also said today when he was talking about all of these executive orders he said we are going to work to undo the moral and national shame of the previous administration that literally not figuratively ripped children from the arms of their families with no plan none whatsoever to reunify the children i who can't are still in custody. i mean i just <laughs> Literally, I can't take the lies. It's not hypocrisy. It's not that we view things differently. These are lies mm -hmm. from people who are telling us that they should be the arbiters of truth. Mm -hmm. That is not true. The children in the cages thing. 
I know I was there and I tried to reach out to all the left to say, look at what is happening. They wanted nothing to do with it until Trump got into office. And I was with them when Trump was in the office. Yes, finally, you're with me. This is wrong. I can't take the lies from uh, from the media and from these institutions anymore. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get much worse. So, Glenn, let me ask you, because you were there, you were at the border. Do you remember what year that was? Uh, 13? I think it was like 20, probably 2015 Yeah, 14 or 15. So, because we had a conversation about this yesterday um, with Yaku Buyans, who, mm-hmm. I, you know, does yeah, a lot yeah. of work with, mm-hmm. you know, sex trafficking survivors. Um, but so you would agree that when children come to the border with an adult, there has to be some sort of separation at for you, a certain amount of time. You have to provide documentary proof or dna right. right you know and you can provide they could do a swab test and a dna test really quite quickly and this is for the protection of the children the not children. because we're inhumane right. Right. you keep them mm-hmm. apart now under obama they had different cages for different age groups that was really cruel you can't put you can't put a bunch of boys and girls together that are 15 years old but you also don't want to separate brothers and sisters mm-hmm who are there. Yeah. So you're put into this awkward, horrible situation where you've got a six-year-old boy and a 14-year-old girl, and they're in different buildings. And that six-year-old is terrified, mm-hmm. terrified. And what makes things even worse is everything they're doing is just going to exasperate that, that situation. Yes. There's caravans coming. There's yeah. floods of people coming now that they're talking about blanket amnesty. Um, it's, I, mean, I can tell you what's going to happen. Biden is probably going to, actually, they won't say this out in the media, but they said it about Obama. Obama was the, uh, what was he, the... Um, uh, the deporter in chief. Yeah. The deporter in chief. That's what he was known as before Donald Trump. Then all of a sudden they forgot about that. But the same thing's going to happen because they're going to be weak on the border. They're going to uh, be very, very vocal on uh, on amnesty. They're not going to. They're not going to turn these people away. A- I don't think. But Obama did. Obama had to play the game somewhat. You know, they're not playing the game anymore. They don't have to. They don't to. care. Yeah. They don't care. Uh, how how long can they get get, get away with that? I mean, you're gonna, they're going to have to go through Congress then on some of this stuff. They've proven that they will not do that. What, I, at what point? I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, okay, if you were actually... Right. I mean, if, it's like, if this was a 2008 <laughs> conversation, I'd agree with you. It's right. 2021, man. You thought last year was nuts? Wait until you see what's coming up. These people are not... They're talking about packing the court seriously now talking about packing the court they're seriously talking about adding new say states are you well they gotta go through congress no they don't i mean if they were interested in playing by the rules probably you'd be correct what part of the constitution do you think they're real fans of how scary is that conversation i mean this is seriously i mean we're facing constant forever fundamentally altering the constitution that's what we're looking at over the next few years i mean would we i can't i I don't ever remember having this conversation before Mm -hmm. i i don't but that literally is the reality right i've had so many conversations with really people that people would really respect and i've stopped almost every conversation in the middle and said uh, can I just point out how bizarre it is to seriously be considering what we think is coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it, it is coming. It is coming. And, um, you know, one of my, um, I, I think about this all the time now. 
I had a prompting 2012. Learn your scriptures. Memorize them. There's coming a time where you're going to need them and you won't have them. It scared me so badly because I had seen the things that are coming. And uh, it scared me so badly that I did the opposite. For a long time, I put my scriptures away. And I didn't want to do it because I figure somehow or another, what a stupid, like a six-year-old kind of thing to do. Well, if I don't do that, then I won't be in that position or you know, whatever. Um, and I regret that because we, we are going to need the hope that can only come from above. I really, truly believe that. Yeah. Uh, in other headlines, John Kerry, who is, of course, the, uh, the new climate czar, uh, he apparently there's a new resurfaced clip that he's taking a lot of heat for. He was on his way to Iceland to receive the Arctic Circle Award for his work on climate change. And he just he just took a private jet. And so he was confronted by a reporter there uh, who said, uh, I understand you came here with a private jet. Is that an environmental way to travel? And he said, if you offset your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like ah. me who is traveling the world to win this battle. And then, of course, added, I negotiated the Paris Accords for the United States. That's <laughs> not just a private jet. That is a DC-10 that I don't know exactly, that I don't think that's a, a global, what were those called? A global, that, that is a very large plane coming out of that's not a little private jet right that is a very global express maybe um and uh you're burning lots of fuel well but that but he's doing a lot of great work and no i and you know what i really honestly believe that um these people don't think they're doing evil most of them um i think they think they're doing good because they think they've been convinced they they are only hanging out with their kind of people And so they all are like, well, this totally makes sense. We have to, because these people are just, I mean, they're like animals. Um, And so, I mean, they don't know what to do when the whole world breaks down. And so we're going to do this. And they really actually believe it. Um, And they also, um, they just know that they're different because they have to do this. Otherwise, the planet will go away. And so, well, yeah, of course the little people don't have to do that, but they're not me. I'm doing these great things. I don't think that they, I, I, pers- I don't think they even believe it. They don't believe the, the planet is, no. is, is, is they is believe the it's a tool. Yeah, the, exactly. Mm-hmm. The, the, so the Paris Agreement, which you just brought mm-hmm. up, that's the perfect example of this. Which Joe Biden is rejoining. Re- rejoining. John Kerry, that's, that was one of his flagship things. You remember he brought his granddaughter up on stage when he signed it at the UN. Um, Everything that they meticulously negotiated would change the temperature by what, 0.05 degrees? Wow. $50 trillion. Yeah. $50 trillion. It's not going to stop it. It's dumb. It, is nothing, it doesn't do anything except destroy jobs and cost money. That's, right. that's all it does. And create a giant billions upon billions slush fund that they'll use to subsidize more of the companies that they'll partner with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really all it does. You know, when he said, I think he said like people like me or something like mm-hmm. that, this is the only way to travel. And when he said that, it reminded me of an old, uh, I had a partner when I was back in my other job 
who did some protective work in Russia, and it was back during the Soviet Union. And he took a bunch of pictures, and you could see those, remember those Zill mm -hmm. limousines? Mm -hmm. They were mm -hmm. awful. Mm -hmm. um, you would see those like in the background. That was only for the elites of the elites. Everybody else was in complete and total squalor and had those crappy Soviet, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like cars. Mm -hmm. And it just it was just a, it was just a perfect picture well, of one. That's what they get. You get this. Right, but they, they have to have that. Oh, yeah. Because they gotta go places. Yeah, I'll give you a I'll give you a better example. You remember uh, Al Franken? Mm-hmm. So Stu and I were at the 2008, maybe, 2004 uh, I, uh, Iowa caucus, and, um, and Al Franken was there. It was the day after the caucus, and everyone was flying out. I mean, everyone, all the candidates, staff, except for the candidates, all of the news anchors, everyone was flying out. And so the flights were just all screwed up. The lines were crazy. And I'll never forget, Al Franken leaned into the person, because I was standing right behind him. He didn't know who I was at the time. Standing right behind him, and Stu and I, were just like taking pictures, and we're like, I can't believe it. <laughs> and he leans in, and they said, uh, he, they said, you're gonna miss your plane. And he said, look, I mean, there's gotta be some mechanism, you know, for people like me. And, and he, he said it with a straight face, he meant it, and she said, no, oh. you're going to have to stand in line like everybody else. But they do believe that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We've got more uh, to get into, including one of your favorite soft drink companies, maybe the one that's Don't requiring diversity. Oh, we're going to we're going to get you started, oh Glenn. That's what we do here. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. Um, so if you are living in one of the states where, you know, they've used the coronavirus to basically trample on your constitutional rights, uh, you know, uh, simultaneously defunding law enforcement while letting criminals roam the streets, letting them out of, of prisons. I know this sounds like the setup to like some crazy lifetime movie, but it actually just <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, iTarget Pro is your go-to. It is to give law-abiding citizens a cost-effective way to train in the safety and privacy of their own home. Um, so even if the range is shut down, you can still get your training in. And by the way, it's going to pay for itself very quickly. So Jason used to come with me to the range all the time. We'd go to the range. Can you believe the amount of ammunition we'd go through? Oh, I don't think so I can go through. I don't think I can I don't think I can afford yeah. to go shooting the way we used to go shooting. It is so expensive. This is really the only way to be able to practice. Yeah. And well, so, and Jason, you are former military. So how important is dry firing, which is what iTargetPro does? That's what that does. And you spend your first week uh, not even shooting any bullets at all. Mm -hmm. They just have you dry fire. Yeah. And you, do, you continue on that. You know, for the rest of your career. And the only thing is you, that you have to learn after is bang! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not to jump, not close your eyes. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't ready for that. Uh, but seriously, it will pay for itself just in the, the what you're saving in range fees, ammunition costs. Today you can get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code NEWS if you go to itargetpro.com. Trust me, it is the safest way to train. You can really do it at home. And uh, as an added bonus, you don't make holes in your furniture. So <laughs> your spouse will appreciate it. It is uh, itargetpro.com, offer code NEWS. That is itargetpro.com. Back in a minute. Coca-Cola 
says it will require diversity among the law firms, uh, law firms who bill it for work in the United States, and they will reduce payments if uh, they don't comply. Glenn, can you tell us? Oh my gosh, I am about to flip my wig on this um, because I uh, I love Coca Cola. Yeah. I mean, Coca Cola is all I drink. Um, I literally. If there's Pepsi in the refrigerator, I, I question my children. Who went to the store and got a Pepsi? Who is this? Yeah, who is this? Um, uh, it's just, I, I, it's all I drink um, when I drink soda. And uh, n- never again. Uh, I have really? found my, you know, I found my line. Because here's, here's what's happening. This is part of the Great Reset. And um, what they're doing is the left figured out a way to end run the Constitution and Congress you don't have to pass a single law if you get these giant companies to do it. And I was online this afternoon, because I'm dwelling on it, and I was looking at, because what they're saying is, 30% of all of their litigation, all the attorney work, the hours billed, 50% have to go to Asian, um, you know, uh, Pacific Islanders, you know, whatever group, okay? Um, and then 30% of the billable hours have to be done by African-Americans. Oh, okay. And if not, you will lose their business. Well, this is exactly what BlackRock did on global warming. And Coca-Cola is doing also on global warming. And they will not do business with you. Now, that's fine. That's fine. They have a right to do that. But these global corporations, in concert with governments all around the world to build back better and the World Economic Forum are going to fundamentally change how everything is done. And you won't be able to withstand it. Mm -hmm. I mean, think of Coca-Cola saying just that to attorneys. Okay, now some law firms are affected. But that's globally, that's globally. And then all of their subsidiaries that have attorneys, that's a lot. Now, add the trucking people that they don't they, they just hire a company to do that all the people that work building just that one product for coca-cola how about the aluminum for the cans now you're going to go to american aluminum and you're going to say oh by the way you have to have global warming and you have to have equity rules and i can check those every every uh, uh quarterly Quarter, yeah That's craziness. And just to add for some perspective, uh, about one-fourth of law firm associates now are people of color. Less than 5% of all associates uh, were black, according to the latest report, compared with more than 13% of the overall U.S. population. So So you're already limiting your scope. Right. So is it that racism is happening at these law firms? Um, I mean, call the EEOC. We have protection for that. Mm -hmm. Is that racism? Or is it possible that... Some corporate attorneys, uh, people who are of a minority, don't necessarily want to do that kind of work. So is Coca-Cola, if you don't have those attorneys in the pipeline... You're going to settle for shoddy work? You're going to, what, are you, what are you going to do? You're going to get the second best guy? I want the best guy. I don't care if he's black, white, yellow. I don't care. 
Well, they're going to make you care. There's a reason why in the Great Reset, this doesn't make sense you know, when you think about it, even in, in AOC's Green New Deal. You're like, well, why all this stuff on equity and, and all and racism? And mm -hmm. why, why are they control? Well, yeah, ex that's exactly what it is. They're pairing that with climate control because whoever they can't get under climate control, which I guarantee they'll go after businesses like ours. You know, oh, like yeah. there'll be something they'll find out. Like, how often do you run that AC? Um, I'm just going to say right now, it's always on and it's always set to about 22 degrees. <laughs> and I'm, I'm with them on this. It is very sexist. <laughs> I'm always the so. <laughs> um, but they, they come at you from both sides. Yeah. Now, you're just now hearing about and, this. And it's not the government doing it. Right. You right. can't do business with anyone. So if if I wanted to do business now, I want to do business with uh, Amazon because they're going to provide the cloud for me. I need to see your equity report every quarter. Right. I need to see your global warming report. Now I've had to hire a whole staff. A small business is not going to be able to do that. The big guys win. The little guys don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, you completely change everything. And you don't need the federal government at all. Right. And you're just not, you're hearing about this for the Coca-Cola through the, through the law firms. Mm -hmm. But this is going to extend far beyond that. Um, and not just Coca-Cola, everything. Everything. All these big corporations. It's coming. Because they won't be able to get the investment, you know, the, the, the cash to continue to run their businesses. It right. Won't happen. Because the banks aren't going to lend without seeing their equity report. So Coca-Cola wants some money to expand. Bank will say, I need your equity report. I need to see your climate report. And when I was doing research this afternoon, I get online and I said to Jason, Jason, uh, you need to see this. I just Googled. Now, this just happened. OK, this just happened. They just announced this today. Right. Right. I Googled and I was looking into the Coca-Cola company because I wanted to see how many how many companies does it take to get you a can of Coke? Couldn't find that. But I did find their distributor over in Europe. How would you describe their website? The distributor in Europe? Yeah. Which one was that? That was the one I sent you. That was that was oh, Europe's distributor. That it it looked like uh, the World Economic Forum, uh, the Great Reset. <laughs> it was all about the same terminology. It, it, it actually had there a page of um, yes, we make this amount of money, but look at the social good we do, and it was a page of it. It had to take a team of. Five to ten people minimum a long time just to put all of that information together. And it was, they said, actually, to justify their business license. That was in there. To justify their business license. That, 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 that's, that's very important. You th think not only could they, could the, they, the government you know, either cancel licenses, put pressure on insurance companies so that you lose your insurance, things like that. Their government through, you know, these investment companies like BlackRock, they're going to be investing directly into the companies that do what Coca-Cola is now giving in and doing. Yeah. They'll get, they'll get a free pass. Now, let's say they're leading the way they're showing. Nobody's telling them that they have to justify their, their right. business license yet, but it's coming. Now but they're leading the way. This is how you do it. Now, let's say you're Pepsi or you're some other company that won't play ball. How are you going to compete with a company that's getting subsidized by the government and possibly even through their new, what was it, civilian climate, you know, uh, force or whatever they called it, possibly their even task force. getting, yeah, getting workers through that. 
you're getting free, pot, maybe free uh, free uh, uh, um, uh, workers and subsidies through the government. Yeah. You you cut out all the competition. You will be forced to comply. And this goes through every single industry. I mean, it's coming. You have to wonder if there will be legal challenges along the way because, I mean, for instance, if I'm filling I'm out I'm going to tell you something. We just lost one of the biggest law firms in the nation. I've done business with them for 20 years. I know them by name. I've been to battle with them. They watch my back. I watch their back. Sorry, we can't do business with you anymore. Excuse me? It will cause too many political problems to be in business with you. What? I said, uh, gee, I remember a little story about John Adams representing the British. Are you saying I don't have a right to the best representation, even if you disagree with me? No, no, no. We're not saying that. We just can't. We've been in business 20 years. 20 years. I'm dying to say the name of the firm on the air. I'm <laughs> dying to out these people. But that's what's coming. It's already here. So it won't matter if you if you want to challenge legally, you can't because no one will take your case. Who are you gonna get? Right. I mean, Alan Dershowitz is, he'd take the case, but Alan Dershowitz is not a spring chicken. And how many Alan Dershowitz are out there? Yeah. Do you go into this in further detail at all on your show tonight? The oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we show you what it's uh, what it's all about. And uh, and, you know, something that I said, what, three years ago, mm-hmm. I laid out something for my staff and I think I only did one show on it um, two or three years ago. And I said, this is the way it's going to happen. And we went over it uh, today. We're going to present it tonight. Oh, my, did we call that one, which is terrifying because I think I shared with you uh, at the time. That's just to watch for because this is coming uh and it's all happened so god help us buckle up because this is coming mm. all right well don't uh don't forget to catch that it is 9 p.m eastern 8 p.m central uh you can catch it live on youtube still right you're not you're not gone from youtube yet no <laughs> not yet well, you can catch it on youtube and uh i'll be drinking a seven up, <laughs> not a Sprite. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have got more to come back in a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> TSA uh, has now been authorized to fine passengers who do not comply with the new mask mandates on public transportation systems that the CDC, you know, the CDC just came out with this and they said, uh, we are now authorized to tell you, you have to wear masks on public transportation, all public transportation. And also we do have the authority to enforce criminal penalties. So now the TSA are the ones we all said, well, who's going to enforce this? So it's the TSA. So now they are authorized to mm-hmm. find passengers who don't comply. Well, <laughs> told you so. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, Department of Homeland Security, the Patriot Act, that is all going to be turned around into a mm-hmm. massive, massive nightmare. Massive nightmare. Well, I mean, geez, Glenn, uh, you're really selling the uh, the optimism that you have for the future. 
I don't have any today. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I was on, who was, whose show was I on? Maybe Dave Rubin's last week, and I was very optimistic. <laughs> you, were, you were more optimistic than I was, yeah, yeah, I yeah. felt. I was right. like, what is going on very here? Very optimistic, but in more of a spiritual sense. Yes. Uh, this, is, uh, this is me in the worldly sense. None. No way out. No way out. <laughs> None. This Do, is, doom and gloom, Jason. This Do is, you agree? This is why, <laughs> yes. Um, this is why you got, we just, we've got to go back to being a people that are more local. Um, have to local government local i mean i think maybe even for definitely true for the great reset because that's here that's national that's their policy mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to fight that at a national level you've got to go global i mean i'm sorry uh, local okay. and that includes the entire conservative movement i yeah. think the, really the only thing to stop i mean this is a green light for you know now oh mayors can say okay cut police now go ahead and start fining you know people for not wearing their masks out in public um which some places were doing but it was very minimal. Right. Yeah. That's why you, you've got you've to stay in your town. You've mm-hmm. got to stay with your local sheriff. Your, you know, make sure that you know who you're uh, city council, voting for. Your, city council, your, mayor. Get on your education boards. Yep. Be white on rice. You lose your town. You probably already have. But if you lose your town, you have no way out. We have to go back to local mm-hmm. and strengthen local because this is going to fail. You know, you've taken all of the worst. I'll lay it out tonight. You've taken all of the worst ideas of the last hundred years. Endless wars. um, The uh, big police uh, of the world in our army. We're going to go solve everybody's problems. This interventionist stuff. The interventionist banking. the, The collusion between government and corporations. All of these things have failed. All of them have failed. And their solution now is... To let's make that bigger, let's make it into a bigger institution, it's not going to work. It's going to fail. And you're not going to be able to hold the entire world together. You're going to have people in the Netherlands are rioting right now. The Netherlands. What do they riot over? They don't ever get even pissed. I saw, <laughs> They're fine. I saw a video of that and I was like, okay, when Denmark is out freedoming us. When, yeah, when like, Denmark whoa. is pissed. I mean, you know, during like World War II, they were a little unhappy. Right. You know, now they're rioting in the street. That's that you're not going to be able to hold it all together. And as it comes apart, your local community is going to be everything to you. You know what pisses me off in certain places like like in Denmark or even places like that are lefty in the United States, like in California, where they're protesting out in the streets over, over some of these lockdown measures. They never put two and two together and say, so the conservatives are saying to open up the uh, Democrats are saying to lock down. We're just pissed off at that. It's mm-hmm. not because there are policies in general or what they stand for. We still think those conservatives are dictatorial fascists or whatever. Racist. It's not us. Yeah. They never put those That's two together. Why they, oh, because it is a nonstop. I mean, I know, I know really smart, good people who are telling me all the time now, I've watched the news in a long time. So whatever their opinion is of things, they're getting it from a little bit on Twitter, a little bit on Facebook. You know, they're not they're not really paying attention. You know, they're dipping their toe in the water and like, okay, I've seen enough of that. That that's that's the real problem here. That's why conspiracy theories are so great. You're overwhelmed. You don't know who to trust. And so most likely you'll go on and do your own research 
And that's fine if you know what you're looking at. But I think too many people go on and they're like, well, let me just let me do a hashtag on Twitter and see what everybody's saying about this. Oh, okay. Well, that's going to be that's not research. (laughs) Yeah, that's trouble. You remember way back when I think it was like three months ago when Joe Biden said that a nationwide mask mandate would be unconstitutional. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. I'm not. There's no the mandate would be unconstitutional. Please. I won't do that. And he's only doing that. No, no, no. But he's only doing that on the federal level and federal land and federal, you know, federal roadways, federal highways. Federal uh, airports, uh-huh. you know, the, the, the biggest thing I haven't heard anyone talk about 30 percent of all government land is to be preserved. OK, he just wrote that in an executive order. Do you have any concept of what that means? If you look at Agenda 21 or Agenda 2030 and to preserve land means no people on it, no use, no roads, they talked about this in 2008 and they chickened out what and actually the Clinton administration was looking into it, too. In Yellowstone, they are letting the infrastructure on the inner part of the park where there is still some public housing and stuff like that. Um, they're letting all that infrastructure just decay. There's not, not going to fix it anymore. And you can't get people to move out of the park but that's their way of trying to push them out of the park. I can't get phone service. I can't get any service. The roads are all screwed up. They never plow, blah, blah, blah. They're just trying to nudge you out of the parks. Eventually, the plan is that's a no-go zone. No people on that land. That's what he's doing. 30% of all federal land. That's probably about 18% of all the land west of the Mississippi. I mean, maybe maybe 10 percent. They own so much land. And the crazy thing is, it's not theirs. It belongs to the state and the Supreme Court has has told them to return that land to the states two times, two decisions. But when the government is the police force, they'll do whatever the hell they want. How are they going to preserve 30 percent of, of all government land when they just said that the way they were going to provide all these extra jobs was by plastering solar panels and wind turbines on government land? Because nobody's ever actually done the math <laughs> on that. They've never done the math. We did the math at one point. It takes everything from Maine to Florida and I think to Ohio. All of that land has to be covered with solar panels and wind turbines just to equal what we do, I think, in like nuclear power. It's ridiculous. Incredible. All right, uh, we've got more to come. Back in a minute. How much of Utah is public? A New Mexico state senator, a Democrat, course you will realize this very quickly when I hear when I tell you what they're doing uh, she's introduced a bill that could criminalize parents who teach their children how to shoot firearms if the child is not considered an authorized user so uh, in it, the, wait 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 let me <laughs> if you can't teach them how to shoot how do they become an authorized user well they have to undergo um, like a state sanctioned firearms course you as the parent are not qualified to Mm, teach them yes so what part of will not be infringed 
is... Um, I'm not sure that they refer to the Constitution when making this bill. So it has been introduced in New Mexico. It says, in part, it is an offense for for a firearm owner or authorized user to store or keep a firearm in any premises unless the firearm is secured in a locked container or secured by a gun lock or other means so as to render the firearm inaccessible or unusable to any person other than the owner or other authorized user. And then it says uh, a, a minor may be an authorized user only if the minor is at least 12 years of age and has successfully completed a firearm safety training course. This is uh, so, where, where to even start. Uh, <laughs> It's difficult I, w- to say. One of my favorite things to do in this day and age is look through all the things the Democrats are trying to do and calculate how many jails, uh, how many years in prison that I would actually spend. <laughs> this just set me over. I think I was already spending like five life sentences. So this is completely <laughs> wow. Out um, the reason we have responsible gun owners is because they learn from a very early age to respect firearms. Yes. They know everything about them. My son uh, would never point a gun at anything, not even mm-hmm. a toy gun at mm-hmm. anyone. No. Yep. He can field strip that weapon. Um, he knows to respect it. He will never be a problem ever because he grew up in that family and, and learning how to do it. My, my wife has said to me, now my wife was not a shooter. I mean, I don't know if you were with us at the time. She, she is now. She's a great <laughs> shooter now. But she wasn't at the beginning. She really was afraid of guns. She didn't grow up around guns, um, and I did. Um, and she's always said to me, you're freaking the kids out when they first do it. I just did it with Lorelai, my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. She wanted to shoot a gun. Well, you got to sit down with Grandpa and talk about that. Yeah. And I talked about how it will kill, and you don't. And she was too young to do it. She's seven. She's too young, right. uh, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, she left, and she, she's like, okay, Grandpa. And she went, and she said to her, Mom, I don't, I don't want to shoot a gun. I don't want to shoot a gun. Good. Good, yeah. Good. Yeah. You have to have that. And when you have that from a young age, you don't have a problem. If you haven't lived around guns and you've only seen them in movies, mm-hmm. you're more likely to be, hey, gangsta with them. <laughs> it's absolutely insane how we treat the Second Amendment different from the rest of the Bill of Rights. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. The like, Bill of Rights, is uh, Second and First are being treated the same way now. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, like, if you, I don't know, is it, would it be illegal at some day if I teach my child that they have the right to petition the government right. or that the military can't come in and occupy our home? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's absolute lunacy when you think about it. But the Second Amendment, they just, and First Amendment, uh, is they'll become a point where they're just dead letters if they're the, not already. The idea of a reality czar <laughs> is, 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 it, it's the Ministry of Truth. Mm. It's, it's George Orwell's 1984. It is is a government official is going to go through the news to tell you what is true, what is not, what you should read, what you shouldn't, what's approved, what's not, who can tell you the news, who cannot. That's the Ministry of Truth from 1984. Yeah, yeah, we're there. Uh, All right, the CDC, while we're talking about children, the CDC has um, weighed in on these teachers' unions. I know we saw it in Chicago, um, teachers' unions going back and forth saying we're not going to return to school until all teachers can be vaccinated. They've got to come out against the teachers' union, I'm sure. Actually, they said (laughs) schools can safely reopen even if teachers are not vaccinated against COVID-19. That's amazing. Yes. So uh, Somebody will lose their job. Right. They said the preponderance of 
available evidence from the fall school semester has been reassuring. There has been little evidence that schools have contributed meaningfully to increased community transmission. The conclusion here is with proper prevention efforts, we can keep transmission in schools and educational settings quite low. We didn't know at the beginning of the year, but now the data has accumulated and now we can say. So the teachers unions, I assume, are going to be really pissed off at the CDC because they're running out of excuses to not go back to school and teach (laughs) the children who, by the way, are suffering greatly. I don't know if any of the teachers in the teachers unions out there give a crap, but they are. I don't don't don't. Let's just say this. Did you notice how Lori Lightfoot, the Chicago mayor, was, we're going to fire you. We're going to fire you. You don't get back. We're going to fire you. Real tough talk. Real tough talk. Next Mm -hmm. day. I didn't mean any of that. (laughs) I mean. Okay. Twist my arm. I mean, if that's not big, heavy labor unions coming down. And and labor unions are part of the Great Reset. That's, Mm. That's going to be your... Your thing, if, if you don't have unionized labor, that's another count against you. If you, know, if you want to do a government contract, it's already now an executive order. Union, good union labor. A couple of things. Uh, I find it hard to believe they didn't know about this months ago um they must have they they wait till now you know a little bit after the inauguration to say oh yeah schools can open up common sense people all of us knew that you didn't have to shut the schools down we knew that uh we knew we even didn't know the first couple of weeks exactly right right but when it was kind of an extended spring break for everyone and we were waiting and i think it was even kind of cool with going all the way into the summer and you're like okay but fall (laughs) we knew we knew we knew and so how evil is it if these teachers unions remember what they were doing they were just uh, staging those demonstrations where they were putting tombstones in the ground freaking everybody out i mean that was more than just a political stunt you know between you and your union and you get getting you know free money to stay at home that was scaring the crap out of kids Mm -hmm. they saw that just like we did all of that faux fear was, I, I just don't know what else to call it, but evil. We knew all of this back then. Yeah. I, I just don't know. I, I cannot stand unions. I cannot stand them. See, it's, it's really, I'm really in a tough position because when corporations are out of control, unions are important. When unions are out of control, corporations are are important it's the balance if people would just stop trying to be greedy stop trying to win and screw the other guy you'd be able to do it but there's always this balance a a corporation gets way out of control like bezos you know taking the tip money what is it 60 million dollars of the tips for drivers and just taking it as a corporation that's obscene that's obscene out of control balance Mm. teachers union fire you know unions in in uh illinois and new york city out of control i've i've never i've never known a union that hasn't abused its position that hasn't existed outside you know the the reason for their existence is just to keep people out of the workforce raise the, the the prices there and to gain power i've never seen them operate outside of that yeah all right we got to take a break back in a minute especially if it's government that's why fdr was against government unions fdr was oh yeah
Well, my friends at the table have disappeared, and I they just left me by me. I really, I they couldn't be bothered to finish the show, so I guess I will finish it for them. Uh, if you have not yet subscribed to the audio podcast, make sure you go and do that wherever you get your podcasts, if it's Apple Podcasts, whatever. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review the show. You could see your review read live on air. We've got some today. Uh, first one is from Cobby. Cobby C, uh, thanks to the outstanding cast, they never make new. They make news never boring, um, especially when they can actually read, which I apparently cannot do today. Uh, next one from Rowdyette, ten stars, my favorite Blaze TV show of all, and I listen to all the podcasts. Love Jason Buttrell's dark ops stories. Stay strong, Glenn, for all of us. Well, I will pass along the word to Jason Buttrell and Glenn Beck since they are uh, again not. Here, I'm sure they would have loved your kind words. So thank you so much. Uh, And by the way, don't forget to tune in to Glenn's show tonight. It really is a must watch with all of the uh, the great reset and how all of this comes together. It is Glenn TV tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. I will be tuning in as well. And uh, with that, I'm out, you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.